0: Welcome to the Bill Gartwright Show with Steve Cohen, our special guest today is Mr. Michael Blank. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks a
1: lot, Bill. Honored to be here. Appreciate you having me.
0: You know, it's really amazing, and we'll get into this earlier, the, uh, the, the diversity of you as an athlete. Before we get into that, talk about a little bit where you grew up, and I want you to talk a little bit about uh, your mom and dad
1: yeah so I grew up in Stockton, California, uh, big family. I'm um, one of eleven, big uh, mixed family. I was actually adopted uh, when I was five. Um, so I'm part of a big blended family and uh, grew up in a household where I shared a room with four boys for well about eight till I was 18. really I was in a bunk bed. Now, I don't share that with too many people, but that's the reality. We were in a uh, little house in Stockton. Um, so I got adopted to a great mom, great dad that, that raised me and, and, and taught me some really nice things and uh, right from wrong and uh, some valuable lessons that, you know, allowed me to move on as a student, go to college and, and obviously as a coach now. So, Can you talk
0: a little bit about yourself, what kind of kid you were in high school? Because when I read that, I
1: thought, man, what do we got? Is
0: this Jim Thorpe
1: here? <laughs> I have been called the D3 Bo Jackson, but I was nowhere near Bo Jackson. Um, you, you know, in high school, I played uh, football, basketball, baseball, uh, and did some track as well. And All right, now where, where was that at? That was at Franklin High School in Stockton, California. Um, so I got to play a lot of sports. My mom was a teacher at the school I went to. No tennis. No tennis. Although I enjoy tennis now, if if anybody's up, you know, so I played, I played a lot of sports. My mom worked at the high school I was at. She had a very close eye on me at all times. And, um, you know, it was, it was fun. Uh, you know, obviously the best part about sports is your teammates and, and being on a team with a bunch of different people and interacting, having friends and Uh, I was a little confused because I was probably the best at baseball, got my attention for football, and loved basketball the most. So I ended up being pretty average at everything. Uh, But great uh, time, great memories, and as you guys know, some of my best friends have come through the game of uh, – or through sports.
0: So talk about that. Talk about your getting ready to graduate from high school – Uh, what are you thinking? What are you thinking college-wise?
1: Yeah, so, uh, again, I was getting a lot of attention for football. I was the quarterback. I was leading the area in passing. Um, I actually worked with the same guy, Kaepernick, and some of the the better NorCal quarterbacks worked with, uh, Roger Theater. Um, And, uh, you know, I had a pretty good career, good numbers, really good team. To be honest, I just threw a lot of screen passes to my running back (laughs) and go for 80 yards, and I'd get those. So it, it was great. Um, you know, so the recruiting was up and down. Nevada was kind of around. Fresno was around. And, and as you know, with the recruiting process, it it goes hot, then it goes cold. Um, and my mom gave me an ultimatum. She said, um, you either need to get all your schooling paid for, or you're going to the military. This was 2002, right around the time we were entering Iraq. And uh, I just didn't want to go to Iraq, to be honest with you. I like sports. I liked school. So I get a call from uh, the school called Willamette University. I had never heard of it, you know, at the high school I'd been at. Athletes have gone on to USC, Fresno State, San Jose State, Cal, uh, the like. And uh, this guy shows up. and He's a football coach. They call me down to meet him. And a guy by the name of Mark Speckman sitting in the office. Now, Mark Speckman is a, uh, a, a football coach. He's the head coach at Willamette University, and this guy doesn't have any hands. He's got nubs. And he's sitting here telling me that he's a, he was an All-American linebacker at Azusa Pacific, and he's a quarterback's coach, and that, you know, I should go play Division three football. And I'm just like this. I'm getting punked. Like, this can't be real. What is going on? And he gets to talking, and uh, he hooked me a little bit, but he really hooked my mom. And, uh, you know, the deal, once that happens, it's over. So mom's, uh, mom signed off on it. Uh, you know, they, they gave me a very good, uh, uh financial aid package that allowed me to go there. Obviously I, I didn't come from much. So, uh, lo and behold, I was off to Willamette university. Uh, I did throw in the caveat that I wanted to at least be able to go out for basketball and they allowed me to do that. So I was all in off to Salem. I went.
0: Talk about your senior year there, um, and talk about what were you thinking you wanted to do as a, as a career as you left there.
1: Yeah, I was pretty naive, you know, even at a, a you know a good academic school like Willamette, and I thought you know, my phone be ringing with job opportunities because people had told me how good of an education Willamette was. And I just knew the moment I graduated, I'd have five or six job offers. Um, and that didn't happen. Uh, the pro thing that came to fruition quick about my sophomore, junior year, I realized that wasn't a reality for me um, since nobody in our league had been drafted in like 30 years or something like that. Um So I had to go out and interview. I had to, you know, I had to hit the ground running. I had this big, long Afro and uh, my first like job interview was for Nike. It was like being a towel boy on Nike at the Nike campus. And I, uh, you know, I cut my hair. I was all prepared. I go there and I just bombed the interview because, you know, they asked me, hey, you know, what is it about Nike that you want to be a part of, you know, our brand and I'm like it's Nike they have great shoes and it's a great brand and obviously they didn't want to hear that they want to hear you want to be a part of a team you want to be a part of a culture and build up your brand and and help us build up our brand and uh, I didn't get the job it was like handing out towels at the at the Bo Jackson facility one of their workout facilities and I didn't get the job and I was just like what is going on I have a well Willamette education and I can't get a job handing out towels at Nike and and so that was kind of my uh, uh, welcome into the real world quick. So I thought, hey, I better coach.
0: <laughs> so where Where did that coaching come from? Did you have somebody who inspired you or you felt like, obviously, that's something that you could do?
1: Yeah, my um, football coach and basketball coach, uh, you know, cause they were asking me what my plan was after graduation. And I say, no, I'm gonna go back to Stockton and kind of figure it out. And they're like, you really want to go back to Stockton? And I was like, I, I just don't know what else I'm gonna do. And they said, well, why don't you stay here and coach for us? I got a job in the school district helping uh, at risk youth. And, um, I started coaching and recruiting and I, I loved it. You know, while I was a, a player, I would host a lot of the players on their visits. Um, and was part of the recruiting process. And I really enjoyed that, you know, because I was recruiting to something that I believed in at the school that I had gone to. Um, and it was an easy sell for me and I can do it uh, without trying too hard. Um, so I, I ended up being decent at it and, and, and recruiting and, and helping uh, the football team with receivers and just kind of helping the basketball team with the guards. And that kind of started my career.
0: So talk about your full-time, first full-time coaching job.
1: Yeah, first full-time coaching job was uh, Casper, Wyoming. So I was, I had, I, I was a graduate assistant at, at USF for Rex. And then after that year, I went to Casper, Wyoming. and
0: Oh, let's back up on that. Let's talk about that a little bit. Because okay. as you know, Rex is a bit of a character.
1: Yeah. Talk about some of the lessons that you learned from Rex. I learned a ton. Um, I, I came, I got an opportunity from Rex coming from Willamette. He didn't know me. We had a mutual friend on staff, Michael Lee, one of the assistants, um, who I had helped him with the kid at some point in time, uh, he was recruiting Avery Holmes actually that ended up going to USF then transferring to Clemson. Um, but Rex, I flew down there. I was kind of touring different spots. Uh, I met with Rex. I kind of told him my story where I'm from and, and, and he kind of opened the door for me to be around and it was like a volunteer role and I loved Rex I, you know he kind of gets a bad rap but I, Rex was very direct in what the expectations were uh, and what his expectations were there was no gray area with him and for me that was great because I knew what I needed to do clearly um, there was clear instructions um, you know so I got I got my butt chewed occasionally for for different things I'd miss layups during a transition drill or something and and he'd get after me pretty good uh, but i learned so much from him and really valued that that year coaching with him so you go from there to wyoming wow yeah
0: that's that's a different that's a different place
1: yeah yeah I packed up my uh, nissan Sintra and i drove on out to casper wyoming i i split it up in two days stopped in salt lake and uh was was at Casper college is an assistant coach at a national junior college. And um, it was my first like full-time gig. It wasn't full-time pay, but it was full-time work. Um, and I taught two classes. I taught racquetball and I taught methods of coaching basketball. Um, I didn't know much about racquetball. Uh, so I would Google a lot during class and take, take, take break. Um, But we figured out a way to, to make it work. Um, and, and, got a chance to coach, and National Junior Colleges are a little different. We have 15 full-ride scholarships. We were flying kids in, had a nice booster club. It was pretty well-funded, and then when they got there, they were well taken care of. So we would recruit uh, globally, really, um, but uh, mainly all over the U.S., and got exposed to different kids and uh, from different areas of the country, and it was a really beneficial year for me.
0: Sorry, talk about two things. Now, who was the coach there? And talk about your best player there.
1: Yeah, so the coach there was Dan Russell. Dan Russell was now an assistant coach at Montana State University. Um, And he was like, I don't know, he's maybe like four or five years younger than me. Um, But we had met when he had come out to San Francisco to visit. And, you know, he offered me a job. And like most jobs I've been offered, I said, heck no, at first and then thought about it and you know, got some feedback from some people I'm close with about, you know, does this make sense and, and ended up doing it. Um, and then our best player uh, probably was Jay Wright. He ended up going to Louisiana Lafayette, starting guard there for them and then playing in the G League some. Um, but he was being recruited by quite a few schools, which was helpful for me because I got to interact with a lot of college coaches and develop relationships through all those guys' recruiting process. Um, and ultimately, um, being out there and, and the relationships I built landed me at Portland State as an assistant. Um, they really wanted to recruit that league that Casper's in, and I was an assistant there and developed real good relationships. I was able to um, to land an assistant coaching job at Portland State. Uh, talk about the coach there
0: and give me a guy you really like uh, as a player there.
1: Yeah, uh, Tyler Geving was the head coach there, and I had known him kind of just through the business a little bit, just being around the Northwest. Um, And one of the players I really like, I would probably say, uh, Isaiah Pinheiro. Uh, He's one that sticks out. So he he started uh, in junior college at Sierra and then came to me at Portland State and didn't have much of much and had a nice season at Portland State and then transferred to the University of San Diego, redshirted there and ended up being a a first team all-league player two years in a row uh, for USD on some pretty good teams. Um, One of the first guys I recruited from the Sacramento area actually uh, went to Sierra uh, uh, and had a nice career there. He was also a football player, uh, but he's still playing pro. He started for the Puerto Rican national team and now he's over in, uh, I believe, Turkey. He's got a, a nice career ahead of him.
0: Talk about your next stop after Portland.
1: Yeah, Portland State was uh, was good. And my next stop after that was I was the head EYBL coach for a Nike travel team in Portland called the Portland Basketball Club. Um, and this was good because we were on the EYBL circuit, uh, which, as you know, is a very talented circuit. We went two and 14. Uh, The two teams we beat was RJ Barrett's team out of Canada uh, and then Emmett, Emmett, uh, uh, Emmett Matthews team, I think out of like Florida or Texas. They were pretty good. So we beat some lottery picks, uh, which is an every game experience there. Um, And that opened up a lot of doors as well, just cause I was, you know, I had a lot of good players on my team and developed relationships with different coaches and helped help those guys get recruited. And, and that was super beneficial for me.
0: Okay. So you're there. So what are you thinking now?
1: Uh, what's your next step? Yeah. So the, the plan was to get back into college. Um, you know, that's kind of where I wanted to go, but I actually ended up coaching um, Greg Foster Jr. Uh, he joined our team kind of late. Uh, his dad, Greg Foster Sr. Played in the NBA. He's assistant coach in the NBA. He probably, worked him out a few times. I'd imagine you had some nice games against him. Do you remember any of that?
0: He's a little bit younger than me, but
1: uh,
0: I remember him best when he was at Utah uh, when we uh, played him for a championship. So you kind of know yeah. how that worked out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I coached his son and uh, his son did really well in the summer for us and ended up Signing to Gonzaga, he always gave me some credit for it, and I had nothing to do with it besides being the coach. Um, but he kind of asked me, say, "You know, what do you think?" and let me know I can help you. I was like, "I'd love to be in the NBA, you know, and even if it's in a volunteer role, whatever, just be around." And uh, he was working for Jason Kidd in Milwaukee at the time, um, so he kind of talked to Jay Kidd and 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 basically said, "Hey, I got this guy. I'm gonna bring him out here, and he wants to be around." Um, so in a roundabout way, it worked out where I was kind of hanging around the Milwaukee Bucks for a while and, and, and got to kind of be a fly on the wall, be in meetings, help out in practice and, 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 and be around. Um, and it was an awesome time. Giannis was there and was still kind of developing. It was, I think the year before his MVP year, um, and, and got to experience that for a little bit. Um, and you know, Jay kid obviously got let go and he was all of our ticket over there. So, It didn't work out, but that was an awesome uh, short-lived experience being in the league for a little
0: bit. I understand. So after you're there, uh,
1: what are you thinking? Yeah, come back home. Come back home to uh, San Francisco City. Um, uh, My wife's from San Francisco, so we moved back here, and we're going to sort things out kind of like coaches do. And In the meantime, I work a full-time job with the Boys and Girls Club of san francisco i'm working over in um, hunters point at carver elementary school so i go from the milwaukee bucks to kindergarten through fifth grade um yeah that was quite the change and then coaching at san francisco city justin labaugh adam dequisto those guys nice enough to let me on their staff fabulous program over there and Um, we ended up going 31 and two, something like that, losing in the state championship, unfortunately, but um, heck of an opportunity. And again, was back on the coaching scene and developing relationships, nourishing former relationships and um, had an opportunity after that to go with Kyle uh, Smith up to Washington state. And a big part of that was just being visible in San Francisco. I'd go check his practices out and always kept in touch and, Uh, He knew I had roots to the Northwest and it was kind of just the perfect storm timing wise and worked out.
0: So I'm assuming uh, because of USF's close relationship to Kyle, that's how you got here.
1: Yeah. So I had known Todd and and some of those guys previously um, when they came over here from Columbia and so I had relationships with Coach Hubby and, and, and Coach Golden and, and the whole staff really and then familiarity with USF. Um, but after my two years as the recruiting coordinator at Washington State, I, I was locked in there. I really wasn't even thinking about leaving. I was one thing I learned in the business is I was just really, really focused on being the best recruiting coordinator I could be and staying real present in that role, um, you know, for Washington State. And lo and behold, after our second year, I had a couple opportunities come up at Division One programs to go be an assistant, and you know, San Francisco was one of them, and it made the most sense. It was a return home. You know, my wife is a USF alum of the nursing school. My family's in Stockton, her family's in in Daly City, and it just made a ton of sense. And we were really grateful, and packed up the U-Haul and moved on down.
2: Stevie, I just think. I'm very impressed with your ability to adapt to whatever situation you are. Right, it seems like you bloom wherever you're planted, and you make the most of it, and you stay in touch with people, and you just have a very positive attitude about wherever you are. Right, like you make the most wherever you are. Could yeah. you explain how you developed that mindset?
1: Yeah, I appreciate those words. Um, I I think it was is just a part of my upbringing you know I spent a little bit of time in uh, foster care for a year I spent a little bit of time in a children's shelter um, and then I got adopted to a new family and you know you don't you obviously don't pick those things but it happens and you have to figure it out and you have to my mom was just she was a real stickler and there was no excuses in our household it was you're going to do well you're going to figure it out it doesn't matter what um uh you know what issues arise you're going to work through it and figure it out and she was really of the figure it out mindset you know she didn't stress a whole lot and i kind of take on some of those characteristics because you know when when things don't go well it's kind of what we have to do is just figure it out and stay really present in the current uh environment you're in and do the best job you know, you can where you're at, you know, usually when that happens, good things follow.
2: One thing though, I think, I think everybody in their career and anybody who's listening to this, I think might want to get your perspective on is, okay, so you were very effective recruiter, right? And then you probably could have said, okay, let me keep doing that. Keep aces in their places, you, you know, and, and stay there, but, and most, and you're comfortable doing it, so then, you know, you have to have enough gumption to say, you know what, I want to try something else and move on to do it. So is that really what happened? I mean, you know, because it gives you a sense yeah. of security when you're that good at it, you know, at Washington State.
1: Yeah, no, it was super comfortable there. I mean, it's a college town and, you know, like Coach Smith says all the time, it's it's a place that really loves you up and, 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 embraces you. And they did that to me and my family and, and could have been there a long time, um, but definitely one of new challenges. You know, the new challenges, San Francisco was coming off of a up and down season and, you know, it was a chance to be an assistant and expand my, my role on the court and, and obviously on top of recruiting and, you know, there's a coaching aspect that I, I like to do and, I was going to be able to do here, you know, I'm fortunate to help coach golden with the defense. Um, so it was a new challenge. Um, like I said, more responsibility, more pressure, which, you know, as you advance in your career, I, I, that's what I want is more responsibility, more pressure and, and, and see what happens. Hey, can you talk
0: about, uh, our current USF team? Tell me, um, with the assumption that you really like them, cause I do, tell me why you like them and why we're going to be successful this year.
1: Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of our team. Obviously I get to coach them every day, but we're so, um, we're kind of built for anything, you know, we can turn the ball over 20 times and still win by double figures. You know, our best player can have a okay game and we can still win by double figures. Um, you know our bigs, different people can get in foul trouble, and we have enough depth. I think is really the bread and butter for us is when we get into our bench. Our seven, eight, nine, tenth guys are pretty dang good. I mean, we're bringing a Pac-12 transfer off the bench. He's, you know, he's he's like our ninth, tenth guy, and we've got an honorable mention all league guy that's, you know, like our eighth guy currently. So we have some really good depth. We can play big. We can play fast. Uh, we can play in the half court. We can get up and down. And at the end of the day, we we can guard anybody. We're going against this preseason thus far, you know, smaller, faster teams whose biggest guy is six seven and could be four or five guards out there. And and we figure out a way to guard them and defend them and out rebound them. And you know, once we start taking care of the ball, which we did a little bit last night, I think we had 11 turnovers. I kind of put the number at 12. If we can get under 12 turnovers. With the way we guard, I think we can really, really uh, be successful night in and night out. I think it's
2: exciting, you know. But I guess you just talked about defense, and defense, when people talk about coaching defense, they always talk about effort, you know. And do you think that it is a question of just effort?
1: Yeah, our effort has been – I mean, we play really hard. Like, I get texts after games and people say, man, you guys play really hard, and I think – as a cohesive unit talked about the depth and we got 10 guys that all get into the game that, that raise their effort and their attention to detail, you know, we're able, like I said, to have, you know, the success we've had thus far, we have to build upon it. Obviously we have bigger challenges ahead, but uh, when the efforts there uh, and we're locked in defensively and on the glass, like we have been pretty tough team to beat
0: you talked about a little bit, uh, can you talk about your family, wife,
1: kids? Yeah, I'm married, uh, to a USF alum. Her name's, uh, Tina Plank. She's a nurse. Uh, we have a two year old daughter named Myla who is actually at school right now. I'm gonna pick her up and then, uh, we're off today. I went in earlier to get some Morgan state stuff ready, but I'm gonna pick her up. We're going to go to the zoo and see some animals and run around a little bit. So I'm, uh, my father, which has been great, and the husband, uh, which has been great as well.
0: Yeah, I, I had an opportunity to meet her. She's full of fire, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. she' She's starting to figure some things out. She was in the locker room uh, at Davidson, and she heard a, a not-so-nice word that one of the coaches said in a positive way, and she repeated it, and she's she's been saying it nonstop, Starts with the F, and – does something else after that but she uh she was fired up about that she likes winning she's a competitor and she's only two so oh boy well michael thank you so much for being on we
0: we really appreciate it we're really excited about this year you guys are doing a great job and uh we're just looking forward to uh to spending more time with you yeah thank you so much appreciate you having me